Hello, hello everybody. This is my very, very calm voice right now. I do not have a calm voice, so I'm trying my best to not freak out and scream and cheer on microphone because that will hurt your ears. And I do love your ears, but I'm having a really hard time because making artwork is open for enrollment and people are signing up, which I know that's like, I, I expected it, but it's still so beautiful and so surreal and sweet and precious and exciting that it's happening. And I really am so thankful for this community. I'm thankful for the chance to mentor and help to evolve and grow these amazing creative businesses and these amazing makers that are ready to pour into themselves and up-level their businesses to the max, it's going to be so transformative. If you're curious as to what I'm talking about, go to emilyjeffordslearn.com, click on making artwork. I would be delighted to have you if you'd like to join us. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Doors close in one week on February 25th and they'll stay closed for the entire year. They will not open again until 2021. So this is your chance if you would like to invest in your business and in yourself, if you are a fine artist or a maker or someone that sells beautiful, handmade, intentional, quality goods, this is your place. I know how to do this so well. I know how to run a creative business. I know how to run a fine art practice. There's this beautiful thing that that we get to experience that no other business owners get to experience and it's the incredible vulnerability and preciousness of our work combined with meeting the desires and wants of our audience and our customers and our collectors and a lot of business courses do a great job of telling you how to market how to sell how to offer your work how to have a website yada 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 but they don't feel what it feels like to be a creative, what it feels like to put your heart on your sleeve and wear it publicly 24 seven, what it feels like to have a sustainable creative practice that you and I know has so many ups and downs, has so many moments of intense vulnerability that never goes away. And unless you felt that, unless you know what that feels like and what that energy push and pull is like, how can you mentor that properly? So that's why I felt the strong need to create making artwork because I felt like there wasn't somebody telling artists how to be successful, how to be profitable, how to be sustainable and, and have these great businesses that bring in revenue and have the right pricing models and have great social media presences and have awesome email funnels and all the things that you have to have as a business owner in 2020. There wasn't a course or a mentorship that offered both that side of things and deeply understood the need for a beautiful, nourishing, soul-filling creative practice. And if you only focus on the business side, you crush that part of your soul. And that is absolutely not sustainable for anyone that identifies as a creative or an artist or a soulful person of some sort who makes you know something from their heart, from their soul. So that's what Making Art Work is here to do, to fill that gap. And I'm so excited that we're going into our second year. The students from last year have had the most incredible successes. They have doubled their incomes. They've launched their businesses. They've had their best holiday seasons ever. They, in some cases, have tripled or quadrupled their incomes. 
they are bringing home their spouses to come work for them. I mean, come on. They're supporting their families. They are trying things that are bold and scary and, and amazing, but now they know that they can do them because they have the confidence and the tools and the practices and the exact methods to market properly. It's just incredible. They're teaching, they're offering workshops, they're launching collections. They are not sitting down and being quiet. They're being bold and beautiful and, and making a ruckus and letting their work be radiant in the world. And that brings me more joy than anything else. So join us this year if you'd like to. Doors are open right now. They'll be open for one week until the 25th. And I would love for you to learn more, see if it's a good fit for you. And if so, join us. It's going to be incredible. Okay, today we're talking about the five lies that artists believe and five ways to overcome those blocks. And this conversation is not quite as fluffy as it might sound based on the title. This conversation identifies some really strong lies in our community and then rips those lies right apart and says, no, 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 we do not believe those anymore. Here's what we believe instead. Here's what we do instead. Here's who we are instead. And, and identifying those moments of clarity those moments where deception sneaks into your mind and into your heart, not even intentionally. These are lies that we are told. These are lies that we are given. These are not lies that we choose or that we know to be true. These are lies that we inherit based on society, based on things that we're told from, from childhood. A lot of times the fact that artists are starving. No, they're not. That is a falsehood that we have we have believed to be true because that's the easiest thing to believe. But the honest truth is there are so many, many, many creatives that are thriving. And it's just a matter of knowing what you're doing and doing it beautifully and doing it confidently and boldly. So let's get into this episode. We're going to identify five different lies that I'm sure you have heard, you may believe, you may still have inside of your heart and your body. Honestly, a lot of these lies are ones that I have to overcome consistently, month after month, day after day. So join me in that. It's a really good conversation. Um, the audio from this podcast was recorded in a video format. So the video version was recorded in my living room. It's a big, beautiful room with hardwood floors, lots of natural light. It's great. But for the audio purposes, it does sound a little bit less intimate than this recording does right now. So just kind of switch your mind when we turn over the audio to the other recording. Just forget about this audio. Go just switch your mind into that audio. It's worth pushing through. I promise you. Around the seven minute mark of that audio, I get into some, some actual incredible insights that are going to change your business, that are going to change how you think about your work and identifying issues or areas that need improvement in your work. It's absolutely life-giving and very, very tangible and practical. So push through, it's 100% worth it. And yeah, all right, let's dive in. Welcome back to Share the Work. This is the final video in our four-part video series that I hope you've enjoyed this whole week. Today we're going to talk about breaking the mold, the five most harmful lies that creatives believe. And of course, you know I'm going to counter all those lies with some powerful truths. Let's dive in. Before we begin, I'd love to invite you to check out Making Artwork. It's my signature 12-week course that is designed for creative entrepreneurs and artists. 
I have learned a lot the hard way, and this course is full of information, inspiration, mindset shifts that are going to lead to actual growth and actual profitability, and of course, a whole lot of inspiration along the way. You can learn more at emilyjeffreyslearn.com. Enrollment opens in just over a week on February 18th, and I cannot wait to invite you into the course. It's going to be truly amazing. There are some beautiful testimonials and some case studies from past students. Um, you can kind of see how they improved, how they had success in their businesses because of the course. It was um, very impactful for me to read those and very encouraging and it gave me so much more resolve that when we do this together, we go so much further. And when we do this as a community who is dedicated to inspiring and challenging and improving as a whole, we all rise, we all get better, we all get more powerful. I'm still kind of chuckling to myself about that DM I got a few days ago. I think I mentioned it in the first video, but it said something along the lines of, Emily, you know it's not a very good idea to share your secrets with your competitors, right? LOL. <laughs> and I laugh because I understand that mindset. I really, really do. That's a mindset that is so easy to, to think is accurate, to think is right. It's kind of counterintuitive to share all of my secrets and the things that I've learned and the things that I do in my business and that has brought me great profitability and great success with my competition. But the way that I see it, and we're going to talk more about this in this lesson, is as we change the trajectory of the creative community, as I inspire other creatives to show up beautifully and boldly and proudly with their work, what we're doing is reframing how our communities can get to know us as artists. We're reframing how people can approach the arts. They don't have to go to a gallery. They don't have to go to a scary, stuffy place or spend you know, $20,000 on a painting. They can come to us directly. They can get to know us as humans. They can get to know our inspiration and perspectives and the things that we love. And as they do that, they begin to admire and respect and value the arts more. So I think it's this whole culture shift and I'm so honored to be a part of it and I hope that you are too. It's incredible and it's an honor and it's not something I take lightly and that is the premise of making art work. That's why I began even considering mentoring others and teaching others and offering my solutions and offering my advice and the actual methods I use to run my business. So that's kind of the mind space that I'm in and that's what, that's what the course is about for me. For the students, I hope that it's highly impactful. I think, I, I know that it's very, very empowering and really offers them space to change, offers you, hopefully, um, actual areas to improve in your business, which actually leads to more profitability and more um, confidence as you show up as an artist. Okay, that leads right into today's conversation about the lies that we as creatives believe and of course the things that I'm going to say instead of those lies. Now, in case you feel like maybe these are just whispers that you have in your own head, they are absolutely not just in your own head. I know that because they're also in my head. They're also in the women that were in my mastermind. They're also in the heads and the minds of people that are in my membership and past making artwork students. I've heard these same themes whispered and told to me in confidence, told to me in DMs, written in a notebook that I told them they don't need to sign their names, they just need to put these words into the world as lies identify them as lies. 
These things have been told to me in confidence because I've created a safe space where it's okay to share these, these, um, these difficulties, these things that we wrestle with as creatives very intimately, very, very, um, you know, in our solitude, in our studios, in our own minds. And it can feel like these lies are truths because if you only listen to yourself, the things that you believe are your only truth, right? I want to reframe all of that because I've, I've believed these lies myself. I've heard them myself. I've dispelled them myself. I've overcome them myself. And I found profitability and sustainability and joy and connection and longevity because I've overcome those mindsets, those actual lies that are holding us back as a creative community. So let's get into this. The first lie that we need to get over as a creative community is the deep and hurtful lie that your worth as a human is directly tied to the success of your work. Big firm no. Absolutely, this is a lie. Your success as a human is because you're a human. You don't need external validation for you to be valuable. You are already valuable. Your work is its own thing. It lives outside of you. In some cases, for me especially, my work is more beautiful than I am. My, my daily life can feel very messy. It's not always clean behind me, by the way. This is, this is something I worked on for you guys. Um, you know, I have stacks of laundry. I have kid who, a kid who has a fever. I have kids that can't find their shoes. I have a car that needs an oil change. I have groceries that are still on the counter. You know, life is life and that's beautiful. And that's, that's how we all, you know, that's how we all are. Our work can often feel like it's so tied to us that it is our value. The things that you create are a representation of your value as a human. That's absolutely not true. Your work can be mo both more beautiful than you and also not as beautiful as you. And both of those are fine. When I say more beautiful than you, I kind of mean that some days I look at my Instagram feed and I'm like, wow, that is so beautiful. Or I look at a painting and I'm like, that is so beautiful. And then I look around me and I'm like, wow, this is a mess. This is a mess. What is happening here? And it gives me a moment of realizing that the mess is also beautiful and the work can be beautiful. And those things are not in conflict. They're actually in harmony. The success of your work does not play any part in your personal value. Any lack of success that you might be finding in your work can be found in three areas. I want to break those down for you because I think that a lot of times we say, yeah, but my work's not selling or yeah, but my, my work isn't getting attention or people aren't noticing it or it's not getting that validation that I crave. Let's talk about how to fix that problem. Don't tie it up with yourself. Don't tie it up with your own heart, your own humanity, your own being. It's separate from you. Let it be on its own, on a pedestal, doing its own thing out in the world. You are you. It is it. Now let's talk about how to elevate your work. Any lack of success you might be feeling in your work can very strategically be tied to one of three things. Number one, an issue with the offer. Is the work good? Go back to that second video in the series. Is your work good? And you can be critical because your work is not you. You're not criticizing yourself. You're criticizing your work in a healthy and valuable way. Look at it honestly, look at it with integrity, look at it with a value that you want to see brought into the world. Are you seeing that in your work? And if not, keep practicing. We're all on a journey. This is a good thing. If we came out the gates just painting Michelangelo's paintings and living, you know, in this Monet life, that wouldn't be a pursuit 
that I want to pursue. A lot of times I think that the pursuit of creating fine art is the actual art itself. That's the fun part. Going on that journey, discovering my hands, discovering my mind, discovering how they work together. That's the fun part. So go back to the offer. Is the work good? Is it resonating with your viewer? Does it resonate with you? Go back to episode two again, listen to all of that content again, if this is the issue. Number two is the issue with your audience. Are you reaching enough people? Are there actually enough eyes seeing your work? Here's the thing, your work is going to appeal to certain people, but not to all people. So what you want to do is get a wide enough audience seeing your work that you have enough people that those certain people that are going to like your work, they get to see it. For instance, if you paint dragons, I'm not into dragons. I don't like dragons. Guess what? My 10 year old, she loves dragons. She would be all over your work. She'd be begging me to buy it. I wouldn't care so much about that aesthetic, that, that subject matter. She would be head over heels in love with it. Even though we live in the same house, we have the same life in a lot of ways. We're very different people. So you need to have a, a wide variety of people in your audience. That way, when you create something that you love, someone else is gonna say, I love that too, I'm super into that. Dragons are totally my thing. Which leads right into the third quote unquote issue, is the issue with your marketing. If you're seeing there's a lack of success, and I'm putting all these things in quotes, a lack of success with your work's reach in the world, the issue might be with your marketing. If the work is good, the audience is there, and they are typically you know, open and, and receptive. The issue might be with your marketing. Are you showing up in the right way? Are you talking about your work effectively? Are you talking about it often enough? Are the words you're using resonating with your audience? Are you letting your calls to action be really inspiring and exciting? All of these things go around your work. So you're having this, this conversation buzzing around your work. And if this is working, people are going to be attracted to the work itself. But if this isn't working, the work is sitting here alone and in silence. So we talk about this extensively making our work for the whole 12 weeks. We talk about marketing in one way or another. It's a really big part of the conversation, but think about that. Are you, are you drawing people into their own story? Are you letting them find themselves in your work? Are you adding value by elevating everything around your work? All of these things matter. So if the work is good, the audience is there, think about the marketing and elevate that in some way. Okay, that's the first side that we believe is that our value is tied to our work. And I hope that we've worked a little bit to dispel that and to find ways to add value to your work. The second line that we often believe as creatives is that the art world is too noisy and my work will not be seen. Let me say that again. The art world is too noisy and my work will not be seen. What makes you different? What makes your work resonate with you? Why do you think someone else is going to resonate with your work? The fact that the art world is getting busier is a good thing for creatives. As I mentioned at the very beginning of this conversation, the fact that we are all becoming better at this thing called online marketing and in-person marketing and, and sharing our work ourselves, self-representing our work, it's a good thing for all of us because we're training collectors around the globe. Training is kind of a weird word, but you know what I mean. We're kind of reframing how people connect to the arts how they connect to artists. And that's a super good thing. So yes, the creative world is becoming noisier. And yes, Instagram is a busy place. And yes, art fairs are hard to get into because the competition is fierce. Get your work into a place where it's super good. You know that the value is there, that you've created something that you find to be really, truly valuable. And then 
put your work into the world effectively and beautifully, market it super well, attract a wide audience, you're gonna have no issue with success. And your fellow creative entrepreneurs are not your competition, they are your companions in this journey. The next side that we often believe is that my creative work could never fund my lifestyle. Yeah, this is a lie that we're told from birth, basically, is that artists are starving. Artists have no money. Artists have to have second jobs because they can't actually fund their lifestyle. Raise your hand if you were told that lie specifically in art school. Hello, I was many, many times and so were many of my classically trained friends. This is a lie. I know so many artists that fund their lifestyles, that support their families, that make well over $100,000 with their creative work alone. I'm one of them. I have I'm dozens and dozens of friends that have the same life themselves, that they completely support their families with their art. That's amazing. And I want you to hear that, not so that you can be jealous of them or so that you can think that, oh, good for them, not for me. No, 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 no. I want you to hear that so that you know it's possible for you. It 100% is possible for you. If you're believing this lie that your creative work can't fund your lifestyle, I want you to kind of back it up a little bit. How much do you need to thrive? How, let's, let's start a bit simpler. How much do you need to live? 40,000, 80,000, $100,000? How much do you need to thrive to feel truly bountiful in your work? 100,000, 200,000, a million a year? You get to set the number. There is no right or wrong number. There is no, money is not bad. Money is you sharing your work boldly and beautifully and effectively. That's a very good thing. And if you happen to get money for that, that's fine by me. No issues here whatsoever. So back it up. How much do you need to actually survive? How much do you need to make per season to meet your basic needs, your basic bills being covered. We talk a lot about this in the Artist Year of Growth, which you can go download for free. It's a great little booklet. It gives you tools to really break this down and to make this simple and actionable. But how many pieces of artwork or of designs or of items or of whatever you, whatever you sell, how many units do you need to sell per season to meet that goal? Now, once you do that, you can think, okay, I have, I need to sell this many pieces. I have this big of an audience. How can I do this effectively? Or I sell this many pieces. I'm going to this many art fairs or I'm having a show, whatever it might be. Diversify how you meet your people. Diversify how you share your work and you'll have so much room for success in your creative business. This is a, another huge theme in making artwork, the, the course that I teach, because so much of this emotional uh, issue is a mental mindset shift. And it's not even a hard one. The moment that I tell people often enough, you are allowed to make money because money means that you are sharing your work with the world. And that's a good and generous thing. Sharing work is, is elevating the beauty that's available in the world. How is that a bad thing? And the fact that people happen to repay you for that generous heartfelt work with dollars, which are honestly not even like that's not even meaningful enough for the work that you're doing. The exchange is not equal here. Do you get that? The fact that they pay you dollars for your beautiful, soulful work, that's fine. That's a good thing. Let them thank you in that way. Let them say your work is valuable. We value what you're doing. We value that you're showing up day in and day out. We want to give you money as a small token of our gratitude. 
that's totally fine. Why is that a bad thing? So allow your mind to switch in that way. Your work is worth dollars. It is worth being paid for. It is worth receiving that compensation. People want to give that to you. They want to thank you for what you're doing. Once you adjust your mindset in that way, you allow yourself to be profitable. All right, the next lie that most creatives have to wrestle with at some point in their career, if not many, many times throughout their career is this. My audience is tired of seeing what I'm making. I have had this so many times, maybe even monthly. It's kind of a thing where you feel like you're putting out so much stuff and maybe people are tired of seeing it because maybe honestly you need a break from it yourself. That might be part of it. But you often feel like maybe you're inundating your audience too much with something that they may or may not be into. They're probably tired of it. You get embarrassed because you're just sharing and sharing and sharing and marketing and marketing and talking and talking and maybe people don't really resonate with what you're offering. But let's twist that question around a little bit. Why are they following you? They're following you because they want to see what you're creating. Otherwise, they'll just unfollow you. No big deal. That's not personal. It's just how things work. So instead of being a little bit nervous that you're maybe spamming your audience or talking about things they don't care about, remember that they chose to follow you. You're not forcing this on them. They want to be here because they want to see what you're creating. Remember that they're freaking in love with you. They are here for you. They're here to support you. They're here because they care about what you're creating. They care about what you're doing. They think you're the, that your input and your insight is valuable in this world. That's beautiful. Whenever you get that slight tinge of, of fear or of feeling inadequate or feeling like you're oversharing or overexposing your work or whatever, stop, go internal for a minute, figure out what's actually putting that whisper into your head. Is it actually the fact that maybe you're just tired? Maybe you need a little bit of a break from your own work. Maybe you need a mindset shift that, you know, maybe your audience does care for you. Maybe they are here for you. Maybe they do want to see what you're offering. So give yourself time to come to terms with what's causing that internal struggle. And then once you do, I have a feeling that you're going to realize that they love you, they're here for you, and they want to support you. They want to see what you're doing. The final lab we're going to talk about today is this, and it's one that is very, very hurtful for many creative entrepreneurs, especially those just starting out or those considering this as a career path, and it is this. Being an artist is not dependable. It's not a sustainable source of income. It's not actually a career. I can't fund my life with my creative work. This isn't something I should pursue as my job. Now, I've heard all of these in so many different tunes, a myriad of different ways of expressing this idea, but the idea that this isn't dependable is something that we wrestle with from the very beginning till about the midpoint and probably beyond I wrestle with this frequently and I want to be honest about that because every time you start something new and it works, you think, awesome, it worked. Will it work again? And then you have to wrestle with this all over again. Is this dependable? Is this dependable? Can I repeat this? Is this going to happen again? The success that I just found, can I do it again? And the truth is the more that you pursue your success, your version of success, whatever that might be, selling a collection, selling an online class, selling a workshop, selling a painting, selling whatever your thing might be. The more you do it and it works, the more you begin to trust your process. You begin to trust your, the value of what you make, the value of what you're offering. You begin to trust your audience. 
you begin to trust yourself. It's really a mindset game of showing up, repeating efforts that have worked in the past, changing the things that don't work, reiterating, trying again. But eventually you do learn that, yes, you can depend on yourself. You can depend on your creative efforts. You can depend on your inspiration to show up regardless of your mood or inspiration bursting upon you. You can depend on your creative energy to show up the moment you walk into the studio door. You know that you have trained your brain and your heart and your hands and your whole body to work in harmony so that when you show up, you create good work. And when you market, you market effectively. And when your audience sees what you love and what you're doing, they respond in a certain way. This is all very dependable, but it does take a lot of practice. It does take a lot of consistency and it takes a lot of clarity. That is at the crux of making artwork, the course that I'm teaching. That is at the heart of everything we talk about within that course. And I talk about it every single week. We talk about, you know, social media and email marketing and selling your work and pricing your work and launching collections and, and all the things that go into having a fine art or creative practice. But at the heart of that, you're training yourself to be dependable. You're giving, I'm giving you methods that have worked for me and worked for many, many of my peers and 400 students last year. Uh, these things work. The course works, the content in the course works. And the more that you can depend on that system, depend on your own energies and your own efforts to bring you the results that you know you, that you want to have, the better your results will be. And the more that you know that, yes, this is a career choice. This is a career path that's available to you. It's not something that's only for the hobbyists or for those that have a trust fund or for those that are retired and don't need to work anymore. This is for you. You can do this as your career. Trust me when I say that I didn't think that was possible when I began. I began my career on a whim. I left my minimum wage job. I was working at Banana Republic making $7.25 an hour. I had a baby and you know, when push came to shove, I couldn't imagine paying a daycare $10 or more an hour so that I could work at my minimum wage job making less than that when I really just wanted to stay home with her. I really just wanted to be with her. She was such a treasure to me and such a, a delightful, I, I loved it. I love, I love motherhood. So that was easy for me. But in doing so, I found that she was so good and I had so much excess time on my hands and I loved painting. I went to art school. I loved that thing, like, you know, that thing that I did in art school, but I left art school not knowing at all how to run a business, not knowing at all if this could actually be a career path. Um, so I just kind of began and I told you my origin story in the first one where I sold my first painting for $1, the second painting for $2, the third painting for three, the 50th for 50, the 100th for 100, you know, all this, it kind of progressed as the days went on. That launched my creative career and it really was on a whim. I woke up one night after watching Julie and Julia, that beautiful movie. And inspiration really struck me like lightning. And the next day I began, I began my blog, I began my Etsy shop, I began marketing, I began talking about this project really, you know, with a lot of passion. I was so excited about it. But even with that passion and that excitement, I didn't know if it would continue for more than, you know, six months or maybe a year, maybe I could do it for a year. Um, and honestly, that, business model is not sustainable. So I'm not saying that one is actually a good idea to do a painting a day for your whole entire career plan. But I didn't know that creativity could be something that sustained me. 
I'm not alone in this either. I know that so many of you have your own success stories of things that you've tried and accomplished and you found success in that. That is repeatable. You can do it again. This is sustainable if you do it right. I want to read something that Laura Vanderwill said about goal setting and how it has impacted her business. The goal setting woven throughout the course led me to plan and work towards my first exhibition, participating in two markets, and then my website redesign led to my first sale to a complete stranger, which was a huge win. And then Ani Shah says, the beginning of the year, I decided to invest in myself and this course popped up in my feed. Talk about the stars lining up. The content is so in depth and I have gained invaluable knowledge and a supportive community throughout this course. I had a successful pop-up at Anthropology, exhibiting and selling my first original watercolor artworks and prints. I was able to launch my website, which helped, of course. Armed with this course, I have the tools to refine and evolve my design gig. I feel like I'm on the right path and that this can be a sustainable option for me. Thank you, Emily. I love reading those so much because they just give you a little glimpse as to what is possible when you believe this is a sustainable option for you and for your business. When you believe that the energy you pour into your work will show up in profitability and exposure and rewards outside of your work. It's a beautiful thing to be rewarded by your creative efforts. I hope this conversation and this whole video series has been super inspiring and encouraging and enabling for you as you pursue your creativity a little bit deeper. Now let's take it one step further. I would love for you to join the free challenge next week. It begins on the 12th, February 12th. It's going to be so actionable, so practical. We're going to do bite-sized bits of progress every day that are going to lead you towards sharing your work beautifully and boldly online. It ends on the 18th, which is when enrollment for making art work opens, and I would love to see you in there as well. Like I said, you can find out all the information about the course at emilyjeffordslearn.com. It's going to be so rich, so beautiful. I would be honored to see you in there with us. All right, right now, if you wouldn't mind, I would love for you to share about this course, this mini series and your Instagram stories. I've created a set of really beautiful images. You can go ahead and snag those right down below. There's a little folder for you full of really beautiful and inspiring images that you can just download and then put in your Instagram stories. It'll be a great way for you to share what you're into and what you're excited about learning about and a great way for your creative friends to learn about something awesome as well. So go do that, that would be lovely. Okay, this is the last video in this series and I'm having a hard time saying goodbye if you can't tell, but please do join the challenge. I would love to see you in there and then the 12 week course, we can spend so much time together answering your questions, feeling out your business and how you can grow and improve and find success in this creative online space. All right, bye for now. I'll see you next week. Oh goodness, welcome back to the other side of the recording. Um, that conversation makes me emotional. I don't know if it's just me, but something about hearing those lies spoken out loud and then quickly rebuttaled, quickly refuted, quickly just knocked down. It makes me so happy to be a creative in 2020 when I have the ability and the power to take control of my career. I have the ability and the power to say no to things that do not serve me, aka the lies, and to say yes to things that do and to things that really help to move my work forward in the world, to let my work shine and be beautiful and radiant in the world. And that's just so life-giving and so, what an honor 
Like really, what an honor to be a female creative entrepreneur. That couldn't happen in any other time in history beyond the past, you know, maybe 20, 20 years or so. That is an honor that I do not take lightly, that I will not squander, that I will not take for granted, that I will use to the best of my ability and to be as beautiful and radiant and as bold as I possibly can be. And I hope that you'll join me in that. I hope that you'll let your work sing, that you'll let your work be big, let your work take up space, let your work be radiant in this world, because I know for sure that the world needs to see your work. Otherwise, you would not be called to create it. So be bold, be beautiful, create good work, know that it is valuable, that you are valuable, that you are not your work, that your work lives outside of you and it can be as big and as bold as it needs to be while you can be who you need to be. Okay. I hope this has been nourishing and life-giving to you. It definitely has to me. Thank you for listening to all of this. This has been a wonderful series. I've loved sharing this Share the Work series with you in all of the episodes. It's been really, really fun and beautiful. So thank you. Thank you for being here. All right. If you'd like to join me on another adventure, Making Art Work is open for enrollment and I'm still over the moon about it. I cannot believe it. My inbox is so full of creatives asking me, am I ready for this? Is my work ready for this? Do you think I'll get what I need out of this course? And I will, of course, take everyone's question into consideration and I want to advise them wisely. But overall, yes, yes, you're ready for this. If you are, if you're feeling a calling in your heart to rise to a challenge, to rise above, to let your work take up space and be beautiful and radiant, then of course you're ready because that's your artwork. That's your creativity saying, let me shine. Let me be big. Let me be radiant. And the only thing holding your work back is you. The only thing holding your artwork from the world, your creative efforts from the world is your limiting beliefs, your limited mindset, your fear of failure. And I say this with love because I 100% understand and relate But just because I get it doesn't mean I can let you sit there. It doesn't mean I can let you keep your work small because guess what? I love your artwork. I love what you're doing in the world. I love what we're doing together in the world. And I believe in that too much to let you sit there and be quiet. So join us in making artwork if you think you need a little bit more instruction or guidance or clarity or direction in any area of your business. We cover so much in that course. And even if you only get 10% of the content out of that course and apply it to your business, it will 100% pay for itself. It is an investment of time. It is an investment of energy and of money, but I guarantee it will pay back. It will pay you and your work back so much and so beautifully and so richly. It's going to be so great. All right, go to emilyjeffordslearn.com if you'd like to learn more about the course. It is open now through the 25th, and I would absolutely be delighted if you would join us. Like I said, email me if you have questions. DM me if you have questions. I've been replying to DMs via voice, via video, depending on you know what's happening around me right now. But I do want to answer your questions and I want to answer your questions specifically and thoroughly, and I want to help you make the right decision. Because honestly, this course is not right for everybody. It's not right for all businesses or all makers or all, you know, all people. 
but if it's right for you, I want to help you decide that and, you know, help you help you really be certain and be assured that this is the right step for you. So email me at learn at emilyjeffords.com. DM me at emily underscore Jeffords. We've got this. This is going to be the most beautiful year. In my opinion, 2020 is the year of the creative. That's what I'm calling it at least. And I think I'm right. I do think I'm right in this. I think this is our year to shine, our year to be big and beautiful and radiant and to really let the world know that creative entrepreneurs are not playing it small, especially female creative entrepreneurs. We are not, we are not sitting down and being quiet anymore. We are not quietly biding our time, waiting for the right permission, waiting for the right, the right people to come along to accept us. No, 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 no. We are taking up space and being as bold and as beautiful as we need to be. Okay. EmilyJeffordsLearn.com. Go check it out. I'm very excited. All right. I'm going to go back to my, my inbox, back to my DMs. All right. Bye for now.